Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kirsten Bruggeman disappeared on January 2nd, 2021. I woke up at midnight, look at my phone. I text Kirsten, are you okay? Her phone was turned off and she didn't show up to work. Lawrence, please. I need to report my daughter missing. Her family is desperate for answers. So we decided to go out and find our daughter ourselves. Nothing else matters until we get this solved. We began walking along here. I remember that sickening feeling that what am I going to do if I look down and I see my daughter? This episode of Disappeared retraces Kirsten's last known steps. The video, it showed Kirsten having a verbal argument out in the parking lot. And right there, she's gone. She's not seen again. Watching that video was very difficult. Where is she? Where did she go? I'm afraid. I'm very afraid. The more people who know Kirsten's story, the greater the chance of bringing her home. Share on social media. Get the word out. Help find her. Have you seen Kirsten Bruggeman? I'm Lisa Bruggeman. Kirsten Bruggeman is my daughter. Kirsten is our only daughter. It's January 1st, 2021. Kirsten is working a shift at a pizza restaurant. I told her, I'll pick you up tonight. I said, just let me know about when, because she was closing. She came back with a text that said, I'm going to meet some friends. So I had texted back and said, be careful, you know, be good. And she said, I will. I woke up around midnight, look at my phone, see there's nothing there from Kirsten. I text her, are you okay? I get no response. 
I call her. Her phone goes directly to voicemail. I'm laying in bed, but I'm certainly not sleeping. I continue probably about every 10 minutes to call Kirsten with no response. At this point, I'm worried. I just know something is wrong. Call it mother's intuition. I know something bad is happening. Kirsten will be 28 in just a couple of weeks. She'd always been very intelligent, but she just kind of lost her way, I think, in high school. Some issues with grades, but she still graduated with honors. Kirsten has lived with us for the last year. She didn't have a car. I had to be taking her back and forth to work. They say I'm a menace, but they don't know Dennis. <laughs> she is a force, <laughs> can be stubborn. And I think I can say that from the very beginning because when I went into labor with her, she was actually sitting. She didn't want to come out, and so I had to have a C-section. She's not an angel, but she's our angel. I'm Rex Bruggeman. I'm Kirsten Bruggeman's father. She was just an ordinary American girl. She loved to have fun. Kirsten is a very loving person that enjoyed life. I did work for the Marion County Probation Department. Rex was working for the Justice Department through Marion County. He then later joined probation. We were married while we were both at the probation department. We live in Indiana, in a suburb called Lawrence. It's a little incorporated town. It does have some issues, but the schools have a good reputation and it's a good place. Saturday morning, Kirsten is still not home. Her phone is still off. I decide to contact Eddie. Kirsten is very secretive about her friends and who she's with. So we did not know many of her actual friends other than Eddie. I'm Eddie, Kirsten Bruggeman's ex-boyfriend. And I was with Kirsten Bruggeman the night she disappeared. Kirsten and I dated for about 10 years off and on. We weren't together anymore. We were just friends, but we kind of like still, like once a week, we'd like go do something. That night, Kirsten calls me and she says, hey, it's New Year's. Let's go out and do something. I get off of work around, I want to say, 10 o'clock, 10.30, and my plan is to actually meet Kirsten and some friends at a bar. I message Eddie to ask if he knows where Kirsten is. And I responded, no, um, I expected her to be home. So her mother says, well, she's not here. He messages back that he was with her the night before, 
with some friends at a bar that previous evening. And she took off and he didn't know where she had gone. I tell him that her phone is off and I can't reach her and that I'm really getting scared. I didn't quite understand what had happened, but I kind of figured that maybe they had an argument and uh, Kirsten went her way and they went their way. But what I couldn't understand is why Kirsten didn't contact us to come get her or why even Eddie didn't call us. I immediately went out and started like retracing anywhere and everywhere I thought she would be. Everything from dumpster areas to weird alleys, and then asking anyone and everyone if they'd seen her, seen anything, heard anything. It's about an hour later, around 11.40 a.m., he messages back and says that he looked around and he could not find her. I was almost sick to my stomach. Something bad has, has really happened. My wife said, Kirsten's still not home. I'm having a bad feeling about this. And I tell her, maybe she shut her phone off. Maybe she misplaced her phone. Maybe the battery went dead. You know, just give it a little more time. At about 3.30, I called the pizza restaurant where she worked because I knew that she was scheduled to work that afternoon. I talked with the owner-manager who said, Kirsten had not shown up, nor had there been any contact from her. Kirsten, she very rarely missed work unless she had a very good reason. Okay, Kirsten has a dog, Tifa. She is the sweetest dog. Kirsten just loved her. Kirsten always loved animals. That's one of the things that makes me believe that she did not disappear or go missing voluntarily. She never would have left her dog. Lawrence, please. Yes, I need to report my daughter missing. It was about 5 a.m. on Sunday morning, January 3rd, when I called the Indianapolis Metro Police Department to make a missing persons report. What's her first and last name? Her first name is Kirsten. Mm-hmm. And last name Bergman. I think calling the police and making that report made it extremely real. It just seemed surrealistic to me that my wife is actually on the phone calling the police to report our daughter missing. The feeling in the pit of your stomach when you know something's happened to one of your children, you don't know what, and there's nothing that you can do. That helpless feeling, it, it made me sick, you know. When's the last time you heard from her? Friday night, about 10 o'clock. Nobody has heard from her or seen her. She didn't show up to work. Just no contact at all. The police took all that information and indicated it would be assigned 
to a detective the following day on Monday. And that just, it seemed like the longest wait ever. So we decided to go out and find our daughter ourselves. Nothing else matters until we get this solved. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. On Monday, January 4th, Rex and I decide to drive over to the bar where she was last seen and look around the surrounding area. You know, we began walking along here, just trying to see if there was anything at all that would be a clue to what happened to her, to see if we could find something that belonged to her or her clothing. This is the mattress I found uh, when we were walking that day, and I had this fear that I was gonna find something under there I didn't wanna see. But uh, I picked it up. Fortunately, there was nothing under there. That's when one thing in particular caught my eye, and that was uh, like a drainage ditch. This is a rather lengthy stretch of drainage ditch. So we had a little bit of area to cover, and at one point we split. I was over there on the north side, Lisa was over here on the south side, and we're walking along, looking down into the water. And immediately I remember thinking, oh God, you know, if, if somebody did something terrible to her, that would probably, to me anyway, would be a logical place to ditch a body. 
This is basically what I did that day. I just picked up stuff and moved it, turning things over. I had a stick and I was poking around, uh, looking in the water. It was a really eerie feeling. I was scared. I was afraid that I was gonna find something I didn't want to see. I was hoping I could find something and yet I didn't want to find something. I remember that sickening feeling that what am I gonna do if I look down and I see my daughter? So on Monday, January 4th, my wife and I, we spent quite a bit of time searching that drainage ditch. We were hoping for any kind of clues as to what happened to our daughter, Kirsten. I'm worried that she actually could have, you know, either fallen into it, that or some, she could have met with someone that uh, did her harm and, you know, left her there. Just thinking about that about made me sick. But we did not find anything. It was frustrating and disappointing. After we had looked around the drainage ditch, Rex and I were heading to the car, and I see somebody on a bicycle coming our way. As the bicycle gets closer, I realize it's Eddie. He says he's there to look for Kirsten. I was upset. I wondered if Eddie had anything to do with Kirsten's disappearance. So I, I'm talking to Eddie, and I want to know more details as to what actually happened uh, that evening. So um, he kind of laid it out for me. They were all in the bar and they were drinking. I believe they were fighting and he was getting a little perturbed. They offered to take her home, but she did not want any part of that. I am upset that he left her there. Kirsten and Eddie have been together off and on for about 10 years. Their relationship, I think, has always been a little tumultuous. <laughs> they seem to get along well and do things together, but then something will happen and one of them blows up at the other and then it's off to the races again. I tried to tell them that I thought that their relationship had been worn out, but Kirsten believes she really loved Eddie and she just wasn't going to let go. Kirsten's mom was more emotional than Rex was. Rex was just more or less stern. At this point, I'm not really concerned about how they're looking at me. I just kind of went into just frantic mode. I'm like, where's Kirsten? Let's just find Kirsten. I love her dearly. The only hope we could hold on to was that the police could get this solved. I'm Detective Nicole Bochting with the IMPD Missing Persons Unit, and I was assigned to investigate the Kirsten Brueggemann case. When I first read Kirsten's report, I immediately felt that there was something wrong. Her phone was turned off. That was a big red flag. But even more so, 
It was the fact that she didn't show up to work. Learning that Kirsten would never leave her dog behind leads me to believe that she did not leave on purpose. I learned that Kirsten was with four other people that night, and I was able to track down who they were. Kirsten and Eddie and her friends, they were all drinking, and she had a little too much to drink. Kirsten did have an issue with alcohol. Both her dad and I, we were concerned about her drinking. We talked with her numerous times, uh, but she would just say, I don't want to talk about it, and she'd walk out. And that was always frustrating for her dad and I. She got angry quickly. She would almost explode. It was particularly hard for me because um, I am a recovered alcoholic, and to see my daughter go through the same struggles that I had. I told her, you see what alcohol did to your father. You know, why would you want to take that chance and, you know, suffer through all that? But her usual response was, Dad, just because everybody drinks, it doesn't make them an alcoholic. She just would not admit that she had any kind of a problem. Well, finally, we seek professional advice and get her in to see a psychiatrist. That did help, but uh, ultimately, she did not want to go anymore. But uh, just before she disappeared, she seemed to be putting her life back together again. We were really hopeful that things were going to get a little bit better. I don't know why Kirsten was drinking that night, but she got drunk, so we are like, hey, we gotta get you home and everything. Hey, can I get you an Uber? Let me call your mom or whatever. The bar was closing anyhow, so they left around 12.15. So out in the parking lot, for some reason, Kirsten became angry, and at one point, a verbal argument ensues. All four friends drove off, leaving Kirsten in the parking lot. I assumed, hey, maybe she got an Uber, maybe she finally called her mom. But she never made it home. The first thing I wonder is, are there any cameras in the area? and just went down the line and started calling them, asking for a possible video. And I got three videos. The first video, I was extremely excited to view the video because I wanted to know what happened to Kirsten. The video, it showed Kirsten having a verbal argument out in the parking lot, and then in the car driving away the video confirmed everything that was told to me by the four people, and it was determined that none of them were a person of interest. Viewing the video, I found that there weren't any cars in the parking lot that she got into. She didn't meet with anybody. She didn't walk off with anybody. It just shows her walking off. After Kirsten leaves the bar, the second video shows Kirsten walking on Short Ridge around 1240 AM. The last video is of Kirsten walking in the YMCA parking lot. And here's Kirsten right now. She's walking along the sidewalk, and she'll go into this niche, follow this fence line right through here. If you notice right here, it says 159. So we know at 159, Kirsten's still alive. Once Kirsten rounds this corner, this particular camera does not pick her up. Another camera, however, picks her up right here at this corner. She's walking along the fence line. 
She picks up something off the ground and she continues to walk. Right here, it says 2 a.m. And as we watch the video, she continues to walk and she continues to stay along with the fence line. What's problematic about the video is that there's a glitch. And there's gonna be a jump in time here shortly where it shows that the camera is not working. Right here, you see it's 2 a.m. and now it's 2.30 a.m. And right there, she's gone. She's not seen again. It's a very big disappointment. This time jump from 2 to 2.30 a.m. concerns me because we don't know what happened. We don't know where she went. No one could figure out why, but for some reason, the camera just cut out for that half hour. It was just an unfortunate glitch. Did she leave the parking lot on foot in this direction? Did a car come in, pick her up, and take her back out? I just don't know. Detective Bakhtin asked us to review the video to see if that was Kirsten. There was no doubt it was Kirsten, just by the way she was walking, plus the white backpack that she was carrying. That stood out like a sore thumb. Watching that video was very difficult. You know, I'm wondering if that's the last we're going to see her. All I can do is wonder, where is she? Where did she go? I'm afraid. I'm very afraid. The area that Kirsten went missing in, which is in the 800 block of Short Ridge, is a high violent crime area. Within a week or two after her missing, there was a rape, a homicide, and the homicide involved a bank robber. If she was trying to get home, she should have been going the other direction. But maybe she's totally mixed up and thinks she's going to the apartment complex where Eddie was living with his mom, which is a couple blocks north of there. But we may never know. There's three different buildings in between my apartment and the Y. If Kirsten was coming to see me, she would be going the wrong way. But anything is possible. She could have just been lost. I decided to go to the location where Kirsten was last seen on the cameras. This yellow pole is to where she got, and then she makes her left-hand turn here, and she goes out of view of the camera for a short time period, enough time period for her to get down to where this big black pole is, because over here, we now have another camera. This other camera shows the east end of the Abbey apartment complex. So, she comes back into view. She's still walking along the same line. And she continues this way. She just continues around over there. Now she's going to be walking southbound towards the apartment complex. She makes this turn right here, and that's it. With the camera shorting out, we can't see if she ever walks out of the parking lot, and we can't see if a car drives into the parking lot and she gets into a car, and we can't see if she ever climbs over the fence. I mean, she vanished. I noticed that there's a lot of activity at the Abbey Apartments. So we wanted to knock on doors over there, so we got a group of us together, the missing person unit, and we started knocking on doors and talking to people. We have Kirsten's poster with us. We show the poster to the people. Hopefully, maybe somebody there might have seen something. 
but due to the high crime area, somebody in the Abbey apartment complex may know something, but they're just too scared to come forward and tell the police about what they know. A couple weeks into the investigation, I sit down with Kirsten's parents to update them on the investigation. As I'm sitting in Detective Bakhting's office, I'm thinking now that, you know, something bad has happened. You know, she has met with foul play. But we had no proof. I'm even more scared as time goes on. This is not going to have a good ending. But I have a lot of uh, good friends and family who keep saying, try to keep the hope up. And so I am. My good friend, who also works within the law enforcement community, had arranged for there to be a search. On Saturday, January 16th, around the area where Kirsten went missing, there was a, a grid search conducted. Rex and I are there. It was difficult watching people go out. It was difficult watching them come back, especially because there, there was nothing that was actually found. I do want to find an answer. I am also afraid of that answer. We want closure for the family. We all care deeply because we put ourselves in their position, and it's just heartbreaking when your head is pounding up against a wall and you're not getting anywhere. At this point, our leads, they're running out. We've done everything that we could do. We used our mounted unit and drone to search for Kirsten. We went and canvassed the area. We put her face on social media. We put her in the news. We put her face on billboards on the interstate. There's not much left for us to do other than to wait for somebody to call and say, hey, I saw her here. I saw her there. Every day seems like the last one because nothing is happening as far as finding our daughter. If there is someone out there that knows something, please put yourself in her dad's and my shoes. This has been agony for us. We just want to know what happened. Kirsten Bruggeman was last seen January 2nd, 2021. If you have any information, please contact IMPD Missing Persons Unit at 317-327-6160. It's been about six weeks since Kirsten was missing, and I saw a posting on a Facebook site that an unidentified female had been found. The general description fit Kirsten. The same weight, approximately 114, 115 pounds. The height was within an inch or two of Kirsten, and the hair color was the same. And my wife and I had kind of convinced ourselves that this body that was found, which had not been identified, was our daughter. We were almost to the point of grieving. But the one thing that was stood out was that this body had a tattoo of a spider on her arm. Kirsten did not have a tattoo that I was aware of, but because the 
description so closely fit her. I contacted Detective Bochting and the coroner's office to ask more about this. And then the weeks we were waiting to hear from the coroner's office, that was a pretty trying time. In one respect, we wanted it to be her so we could have some closure, but on the other's hand, uh, we didn't want it to be her so that we still had hope that she was still alive. When DNA is returned, it's confirmed that it was not Kirsten. So there is still hope that she is still alive. I'm happy at the time, but then I, I'm also feeling like we're back to square one. In March of 2021, I bring up the, the possibility of a private investigator to Rex. By hiring a private investigator, we'll have somebody who can, can devote the whole time to her case. When Lisa and Rex told me, I was extremely happy because for me, I don't care who solves the case, I just want her to come home. My name is Crystal. I am a private investigator. The Bergerman family contacted me early March of 2001 to help find Kirsten. I've been in law enforcement for approximately 11 years. My specialty is missing persons and criminal investigations. I have about a 90% success rate in finding individuals. So when I first met with Lisa and Rex Brueggemann, they were definitely desperate for answers and they just wanted to know what happened to Kirsten. My first few days were actually spent just canvassing the area, talking to people that would have offered insight as to what happened. I had to actually backtrack and look at surveillance video from the night she went missing. What I did notice is there's a, a fence line that it closes the YMCA lot off. And then there's an apartment community on the south end of the YMCA, that's the Abbey Meadow Apartments. The next thing is, is that, you, you know, and understanding that there are four different angles on these surveillance videos, it's just running through them numerous times uh, for weeks on end just to see if there's any new evidence that we can uncover that we had not seen before. And then one thing that I did observe was a, an SUV and about 2.38, you see it come out of the um, Abbey Meadow Apartments. It proceeds north on Short Ridge. And then approximately 3.15 a.m., you see the same SUV traveling north on Short Ridge then proceeds back down uh, Short Ridge. The behavior of that vehicle was definitely suspicious. At that point, I'm thinking that this person may have picked her up. Something could have happened. We actually did continue surveillance to see if that vehicle had any association to the Abbey Apartments and if they lived there. But we didn't see the vehicle show up at the Abbey Meadows Apartments again. The picture of the SUV is out to the public in addition to flyers of Kirsten's story, and we're hoping to get answers. Once Crystal began with her investigation, she was able to get to obtain a couple of videos that showed this car, we believed was an SUV, that had left the Abbey Apartments, seemed to be just driving around would stop and start. You could see the brake lights come on and go off. 
the thought was perhaps that that SUV was somehow involved with Kirsten's disappearance. So this could be a very big break. I need to find out who owns this vehicle, who was driving the vehicle. This means that we could have a suspect. About two weeks later, there's nothing. No leads, there was nothing useful revealed. But we are partners with the FBI and they knew that Kirsten had went missing. The FBI agent saw the video that we retrieved from the business across from the Abbey apartment complex and was able to say, I know who owns that vehicle. I found out that it was actually linked to a homicide that had occurred over in that apartment complex. Working with the FBI, I was able to identify the SUV. Crime Lab was called to do testing on the vehicle and they were able to eliminate totally that Kirsten was inside that vehicle. September of 2021, the case was, in fact, getting uh, pretty cold. So we talked about hosting a vigil for Kirsten. There had been no leads at this point in Kirsten's disappearance. It was frustrating and disappointing. We held a vigil for Kirsten on Saturday, September 18th. We were hoping to draw a lot of people from the neighborhood who possibly come forward with some information. The private investigator contacted us and said that possibly we can get some media attention, get her name out there some more. It meant a great deal to Lisa and I. It really buoyed our uh, emotions. So we did get uh, quite a few leads that came immediately after we hosted the vigil but those were all exhausted and didn't lead anywhere. At this time, no one has come forward. And that's what's been very discouraging about this, is nothing. For my wife and I, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. One of the biggest fears is that we may never know what happened to her. We're to the point where now we have to sit and wait for somebody to come to us and tell us, hey, we saw something. March of 2022, a lead came in out of Franklin, Indiana at a bar. And uh, the patron actually called local law enforcement and just advised that they believed that a female in the bar that was accompanied by a male was possibly Kirsten. I'm thinking, this this is great. Finally, we've got a break in the case through a series of efforts and phone calls. We got a hold of the video, and we watched that video, and man, it does look like her. It was a good quality video, although uh, you couldn't really get a good direct-on look at her. And as we were watching, I had to keep telling myself, does this really look like her, or am I wanting it so much that I'm thinking it looks like her? But then we noticed something on the video that looked a little odd. This woman is acting rather strange in this video. She's kind of bent over. Her affect is very weird. She's not showing any emotion. When she walks, it's like she's almost like a robot. So that part of it, I was alarmed by. My initial thought is if this is her, 
She's been brainwashed because the way this woman was in the video was not Kirsten, was not her personality. I believe that someone knows something. I feel very hopeful that we can find out what happened to Kirsten and find some answers for the family. I believe that someone saw something that evening or early morning when Kirsten went missing. I just can't believe that no one saw anything. There were points in time during all of this where I wondered if Eddie had anything to do with Kirsten's disappearance. They had a volatile relationship. However, I do not think that Eddie had anything to do with it. And this thought that Eddie might be responsible just popped into my head, I guess because of their on-again, off-again relationship, all the problems that they had had. It was just a thought, a passing thought. I am 99.9% sure he had nothing to do with Kirsten's disappearance. My relationship with Kirsten, it was a good relationship. And I have good memories. I have the sad ones. With her being gone, I don't know how to feel anymore. And I've went through every range of emotion about this, but now I'm emotionally numb about it. You can only do so much to take care of people, and some things are within your control. Keeping my hope up has been difficult. Both Rex and I have, I mean, we've just been existing for this year plus now. We've had to keep putting one foot in front of the other. When this happened, it just felt like the life was sucked out of me. Things just stopped. I've lost loved ones. Everyone has lost loved ones, family, friends. But when someone's gone missing and you think something terrible has happened, um, you don't know what to do with your grief. You're mourning. I mean, am I grieving or mourning for nothing? Or is she out there? It's a different kind of pain. I don't know how people that have had missing loved ones for years and years go on. I really don't. I just hope I can get that strength to do it. You know, I would just say to anyone that may know something about our daughter's disappearance, to please come forward. That's the only plea I can make. For God's sake, please come forward and give us some information. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.